This week on the Tierra Talk Show, I'm excited to reunite two members of the cast of Atlantis, The Lost Empire, for the 20th anniversary. Corey Burton, who played Moliere, and Don Novello, who played Vinny. Welcome to the show, you guys. Hello, hello. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Tammy. <laughs> I'm so excited to have you on the show, and it's it's pretty crazy to think that it's been 20 years since since the film has come out, and I've gotten a chance to speak with each of you a few times these past 10 years <laughs> that I've been doing the interviews with you guys. But um, for this particular episode, I really wanted to do something special. Um, there's a Facebook group page for our listeners who do not know called Atlantis, The Lost Empire Posting. And it includes over 20,000 different fans of the film. You're more than welcome to join if you do look it up. We'd love to have you be a part of it. And I let them know that I was interviewing both of you today. And they had some really great questions. And I wanted to give it a shot and ask you some of them. So um, with your help, we can discover the answers to these questions. So um, let's start out with Emily S.'s question. Uh, she wants to know, what was it like when you got the call that you were finally cast in this film? And, oh, I guess I could start. Uh, now I, yeah, you uh, could take it for it. In, in, in those days, uh, I was uh, the Disney feature animation sort of uh, Swiss Army Knife utility voice guy. And uh, I would meet, you know, years before the actual uh, full production began, and they would call me into the studio to go over some ideas for, hey, who would be good for this role or that role? Can you do an impression of them? And I do a lot of that, so uh, I would uh, kind of, uh, um, um, you know, uh, uh, give my take on how this particular actor or another would uh, most likely deliver those lines and uh, and when it came to uh, Moliere um I, it was just freewheeling well have, you know we have this character he's this way uh, uh they gave me a little backstory on him and so I did my my crazy uh, my crazy little uh, Frenchman, and uh, and uh, and came back in several times uh, for various other characters. And as always, I just give it a shrug and figure, okay, well, you know, when final production happens, maybe I'll get a little bit part. Uh, uh, as as I did in many features uh, of that era, uh, and I was uh, pretty surprised when I got the call that uh, that I was the the final casting choice for that character. Oh uh, yes, it was. You know, I I was up to play Stinky in Snow White and the Eight Dwarfs, and. Uh, they cut the part. <laughs> I think they, they had sneezy stink. You know what I mean? But no, it, it was Tammy. It was uh, <laughs> the first animation I've done. I haven't done much voiceover at all, and it was really fun. I, I liked it. It was very enjoyable. 
what did they say to you when they, do you remember when you got the call from your agent saying, hey, they are really interested to hear you for a Disney film. What were your thoughts about yeah. that? Well, I was happy about it. Yeah. And I don't know if I went down and did an uh, audition on tape or what, but, uh, but I went down, you know, none of us, it was something uh, I didn't anyway. I think none of us, we didn't, we never saw the script. So we, so it was a real surprise, you know, when, when we saw the movie. Because we really didn't know what was going to happen, you know. We just had our own lines. And everybody went in there alone, you know. Uh, so we never worked with anyone else. We just met each other. Uh, I think when it was all over, we were, we were doing publicity, yeah. you know. Yeah. So so it was really, really something, you know, not to really pleasant surprise, too, to see how it turned out and what what it was about, you know. Because we just did our lives, you know. So, but it, yeah. but it was really uh, uh, enjoyable, you know. Uh, uh, they were very positive all the time. It was uh, the producers, yeah, I mean, the director. In my humble opinion, Vinny, uh, Vinny is just uh, is the funniest and um, I don't know most iconic of of us supporting uh, characters. Due to you, you know, uh, you you bring. Not just so much to the role, but everything. I, I I've been a fan of yours. Well, I don't even want to mention the, the date. But <laughs> thanks, thanks. It's it's probably so much, uh, so many years before most of the fans were born. <laughs> yeah, and you know it's interesting too, isn't it? That not not uh, not not for you, not for Moliere character, I think. But but uh, the others were more human, like you know. They they really copied your gestures and all that too, you know, oh, and wow. and drew you and drew the characters, you know, like like you, uh, similar to how how you looked, you know. Yeah, yeah, it, it's. Uh, but not it, for you, Corey. I mean, right? Yes, yeah, no, no. It's remarkable what they do. Uh -huh. I mean, the first uh, the first uh, animated feature role that I saw on screen, and you know the. Uh, when you're recording, very often the animator sits in and watches, and they also they 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 have a little sort of spy camera, so they uh -huh. can apply your physicality, your gestures. Exactly, yeah. Like the hand gestures when you're standing at the mic, right, and you're you're talking and you're you're gesturing. Then they they uh, copy that. It's pretty clever. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, the first uh, you know uh, 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 full uh, bit part that I had was uh, uh -huh. in Aladdin. This uh, Prince Ahmed, the first suitor, and I was just amazed when I saw it on screen. I thought that that that's the way I move my shoulders. Oh my right. God! They got the, the, the way my mouth twists. Oh, oh, wow! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they they really capture everything you're generating at the microphone. So was it was Atlantis uh, like like the other projects you, you had done before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. It just uh, I had not done uh, a feature uh, a featured character. Uh -huh before right. uh, all, all bit parts other than the um the temporary dialogue tracks that I would do for C 
say, well, in Hercules, I was helping them with casting ideas for, you know, the opening narration, for example. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I did, I did my my silly impression of Charlton Heston. They said, how would Charlton Heston? I don't know how good is Heston. <laughs> it was a long time ago. And anyway, and, and of course, he got cast. <laughs> he did. Okay. I was going to ask you, Corey, how, how much time do you think it was from when uh, you started? I was trying to think, you know, and, and how, when it ended. It was a few years, wasn't it? That, yeah, well, the, that we were recording. We, we, would go, we would go in uh, one at a time and, and do a session for an hour or so, you know. And then maybe they wouldn't. We wouldn't know when we were going back. But they'd call maybe a couple months later, you know, right. and and right. do it again. And it went on for I think a couple of years. Don't you think? Yeah, yeah. Oh, and and the sessions are sometimes years apart. And then they and then they call us in a couple of months before the film comes out to do to fill in little you know little sort of ad lib and action noises yeah. and maybe maybe redo a line or two. Uh, just for timing, and and maybe maybe there's there's yeah. an extra action that the animators put in that that needed uh, a phrase. The the, and the voice track like four four and a half years before, and yeah. yeah, then they keep calling us back in. Well, uh, Kitbit R, she's another fan, had written. What were some of the biggest challenges of bringing the characters to life? And none of you really got to record, from what I know, got to record with one another. Maybe you saw each other in passing, but you didn't know what the other was doing with their performances. So was how was that? Was that a big challenge of being able to, you know, pull a performance like that without any visuals? Well, I mean, the directors, uh, they, they'll throw us the, the other lines, uh, and we've got the full uh, dialogue in front of us. And of course, we have the storyboards. So I never, I never saw storyboards. I don't think so. Just, uh, just the lines, you know. So that's what uh, I yeah, thought it was interesting. They would show me a sequence. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's not uh-huh. always there. Um, yeah. but you know. But I thought it was interesting. We, you know, we never knew. I didn't know anyway the story at all. You know, where it went and that. And it didn't seem to matter that you know that, that it's interesting. You know that that uh, you don't. Uh, yeah, you know, well, it worked. Um, you did your own you know, lines. Right? The secrecy uh, about these big projects. Uh, yeah. They, they seldom let us know anything more than the scenes that we're in. Um, right. But from my point of view, I I only want to know what that character knows in that scene. Uh-huh. You know, uh-huh. otherwise you tend to sometimes give it away that you know. You know where the joke is going, you know, in, in, in later scenes or what, what's happening with the other characters in other scenes. I don't want to know that because my character doesn't know it and I don't want to give it away. But, I, you know, I'm an old radio actor. That's my training. Uh-huh. I've never been an on-camera actor. That's what it's like. It, it, yeah, that, that's what it's really like, isn't it? It's like doing radio much more. It is. And it movies, is. You know, well, yeah. well, you know, I mean, uh, especially when television cartoons came into vogue when I was a little kid, <laughs> um, they hired for the character voices all radio actors because the it was limited animation for TV. So 
the 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 visual content you know was was pretty rudimentary so they needed radio actors and a lot more dialogue to tell the story well they did those live mostly too right so they uh, they did them yeah yeah the, all the whole cast together I wish they had given you guys the chance to do something similar like that in maybe a group setting. I know it wasn't really something that had happened back then with voiceovers, and I know they're kind of getting into that a little bit nowadays. Um, So it's interesting to hear about, you know, that in particular. Lois A. actually had a really good question. What elements of developing your characters was the most interesting or your favorite to develop? Like the mannerisms, the vocal tones? Can you go a little bit in detail about that? Well, the mannerisms, uh, uh, you're just in, you know, in front of the mic, and so I, so I think uh, you just do your gestures when you're talking. As far as, and I didn't know, uh, I didn't meet anyone, you know, like even crossing coming into the studios at all. So. Right, right. Yeah, me too. Um... But, you know, just as with radio, with good dialogue especially, you can feel and see a rough idea of the scene in your mind. And, you know, and and occasionally the director will pop in and say, oh, oh, you're lifting a heavy box there. Okay, I'm Uh lifting a heavy box. Yeah, no, they'd give you a director, Gary and Kurt, who who were great, you know, but they, they would give directions, so... So I would think to answer the question, it's more that the, the uh, uh, you know, the directors are more controlling that, you know, and they know what's going on, and they they could then tell you, you know, how to do it. But yeah, you don't, yeah. but you uh, you don't really have a. I didn't see like any storyboards or anything like that. So we just took directions. I guess. The the most challenging scene for Moliere, his his entrance, his uh, his opening scene because it's all fast motion and he, you know he's ranting and raving with Robin Williams like you know change of 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 thought from moment to moment to moment and boy <laughs> that's challenging uh, yeah you know and that that's what's great about it because you're you know by yourself like if you're doing a a film or something you know you could have some idea maybe they do a take but but there's other people in it, and you know. So, but but just being in one, you could do it over and over, you know, and play around with it more. Yeah, because it's yeah, just I, yeah, it's a recording. Even, uh, you know, that most of the takes they used from you um, were your own creation, because you know, I mean, I saw the dialogue in the script uh-huh. when I was recording, and what you came up with. <laughs> for, for Vinny, uh, for the yeah. final film. Well, I I laughed so hard. I, I I had it was like I had to see it like three times before I got every every line. <laughs> well, they were they were great, you know. They to, to let you just go on, you know, and, and keep you know to do that, you know, not sticking. Say you know you have to do it exactly or something like that, which happens in, in you know most films. But but that's because there are other people that's a scene, you know. But that's why I really loved uh, doing that. You know, you know, it was just so much fun. Everyone brought so much to their roles, and that's yeah. you know I think that's key also in in us getting cast 
you know, it, it would work so well if they brought it to li- to a live action standpoint. And actually, that was another question from Haley H. She wants to know if uh, would you play your character if there was a live action movie and you were asked to reprise your role? And if not, who would you uh, like to cast in the role instead? I would. I would like to do it. Yeah. There's no one else I've ever seen in me do it. <laughs> You know, right. I, mean, I have no other suggestions, huh? Yeah, I, myself. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 like I said, I'm a, I'm a radio actor. Uh, I don't have any, any skills or, or talent at performing for the camera. But you know, uh, my character would be, is is not human to begin with. So, yeah. Even if it was an on-screen performance, it would be animated over. Uh, with with digital sure. magic. You know, when we did meet each other, you know, we worked on uh, publicity, doing interviews for a couple of days, you know, and it was really fun, and, and uh, I think we all enjoyed each other a lot, you know. When we worked on the the proposed series, the, the TV series, and we, we did all get to work together, um, I, did, uh, I don't know when I've ever had so much fun. So um, that was actually another question. Somebody asked Mackenzie C. If Atlantis did receive another 2D TV series, which it would be so- solely deserved today is what she says. And I agree. Would you still be up for voice acting in it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Call me. <laughs> I'll be there. I would, yeah, I would not like to do it. Too. Uh, some, some of the scripts were terrific. Uh in that TV series. They still have soundtracks on the shelf somewhere. And I, I wish they would, uh, uh, I, I wish they would, uh, animate those. When we did the, uh, publicity, uh, everybody was there at the same time. They put, uh, some people like Jay Michael Fox probably did interviews by himself, but I, I did them all the time with Jackie Orbidos, you know, and, uh, and we had just had the best time and left for two days, yeah. you know, and, yeah, and she had a lot of with uh, Claudia. I, oh, yeah, uh-huh. And with Jackie, you know, she she did a lot of uh, interviews in Spanish, you know, for for you know with Spanish newspapers, TVs, and that too, you know. And I would yeah. I would do it with her too, and I had my high school Spanish, you know. So it was <laughs> it was just fun, you know. I mean, limping through this, and we just laughed, you know. It was. It was a great time, and I think we all. And I met Jay Michael Fox there too, and he was so nice, you know. And uh, yeah, everybody like like we knew each other. It was it was kind of interesting, you know. Well, here's a fun question by Hank H. What are your drinks of choice? What are your drinks of? That is a strange question, you know. Uh, uh, I like Peroni beer. Uh, <laughs> how about you, Corey? Ah, uh, uh, I I drank a lot of black tea. <laughs> I, I okay. was a teetotaler <laughs> since yeah. I was legal age. I used to drink, uh, I used to love gin and tonic. Uh, but by the time I was legal age, um, I, I became hypoglycemic. And I can't, I can't drink alcohol. It gives me a horrible headache and makes me sick. No. Oh, Corey. Hey, I'm going to put my vote in. I'm going to do a blueberry milkshake. That's my drink of choice. Yeah. (laughs) That's all very exciting here, you know. You know, I just like the sugar. Did anybody ask what's your favorite pasta? 
No. What? Hey, what is your favorite pasta, Don? Oh, I, I'd say uh, mostacholi. I'd vote for mostacholi. <laughs> Barry G, one of the fans, actually had a question similar to what your answer was. Um, he wanted to know, did you guys feel that Atlantis deserved much more love despite performing quite poorly, critically and commercially? I do. I, I thought when... You know, I thought it was going to be a hit when, you know, and I was, I was surprised that the reviews weren't, weren't better, so. Yeah, yeah, although I, I don't recall, I, I don't recall uh, seeing any really bad reviews. No, no, that's right. No, I don't think so either, but, yeah. People didn't know what to make of it, and, uh, I mean, a lot of the negative reviews were more just about the the turmoil at the company, uh, is that right? really had nothing to do with 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 the film itself. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, Roger Ebert did give us uh, uh, a really well considered uh, affair and and overwhelmingly positive review. Dylan G yeah. wants to know what was your favorite scene from the finished film when you finally got to see it at the premiere. What was your favorite scene overall? I'd have to say I don't know. <laughs> you know, I really don't remember it. I haven't seen it in a while. You know, and I, I, uh, I, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I think I think my favorite, you know, <laughs> Vinny, uh, you know, blowing up the the bridge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here's here's a question from Morgan B. It's a little off topic, but I think this is an interesting one. Out of all of the cinematic universes that exist, from Marvel to Star Wars to to DC to Godzilla, what would you love to uh, be in? What kind of character or who would you like to portray at some point down the line? If you could choose any character out of any fantasy or cinematic universe. Nothing comes to mind. I like Pinocchio. I, I, I'd like to play Geppetto or Pinocchio, you know. Yeah, well, oh boy, you would be a fantastic Geppetto. Oh, uh, thanks. <laughs> hey, Disney, are you listening? <laughs> <laughs> I've, uh, I've worked for all of the, not all of them, but, uh, yeah. but uh, I, I do, uh, I've certainly worked on a lot of Marvel shows and uh, and dc you know justice league i was brainiac in justice league i love that role when you worked for those other companies did they did they work pretty much the same putting the movie putting an animated thing together uh, you know as um, far as recording and yeah yeah I, i've n- i've not worked on features but uh for the tv series for justice league and uh and I worked on the Superman and Batman. Those were, by and large, full cast, full cast recordings. Well, I mean, it's funny. We kind of, I think we did, we did that. Uh, yeah. At a D twenty three, we had a script and. Yes. How would it sound as this character? Same dialogue. Yeah. Uh, just, just, just for laughs. That but, was fun. Yeah. I think I was there for that one. It was so much fun. And I saw you in person. I finally got to meet you, Corey. So now we need ah, to meet well. Don, and, and we'll meet the whole cast maybe at some point. Ah, <laughs> uh, that would be wonderful. I mean... I owe you guys drinks, I mean, so... <laughs> yeah. I mean, what was that? that you're going to buy those, those blueberry drinks you mentioned? My blueberry milkshake. 
Yeah, well, I'm going to pass on that. Uh, <laughs> I'll buy you whatever you want, Don. I promise. <laughs> okay, thanks. Honestly, not not to be uh, schmaltzy and show busy, but uh, but all of all of these is the cast of Atlantis and all the all the great uh, comedic and voice talent that I've worked with. I I, just, I love these people. It is such a joy just to spend time, you know, laughing and telling stories together. Well, I have, I have three more questions for you guys. So we'll start out with uh, Gianni's, uh, Gianni D. She says, when you were chosen to voice act in this film, did you ever think it was going to be as impactful as it was? Or do you think that it's just another film? Especially since now there's all these fans, especially the 20,000 we have in that in Facebook group page. What what do you think about its overall legacy? Well, uh, it's a Disney film, you know, so everybody is happy, you know, that's a big thing on its own, you know. So, you know, so that yeah. puts it in another level uh, to begin with. But, but I, I just thought uh, when I saw it, I did, you know, I mean, like I say, we just we didn't know the movie, the idea of it. So, uh, right. right. We I think. But we were then when I saw it, I thought it was going to be a, a, a big success, you know. But just I think you know we all thought that you know working on the Disney thing was you know kind of special for sure. Yeah, and for myself, I mean, I I, I always know when I walk into, especially the main Disney. B stage, as it's called, uh, to record dialogue. You know, I always know it's a very big deal, and stuff that you're recording there could be there, could be circling the planet, you know, for eternity, and uh-huh. affect people's lives. I mean, I get, I get yeah. messages all the time from people who, who like, like they set their whole life's goals based on on a, a, a show or a film I worked on ages ago. And they said, yes, now I'm all grown up. And because of whatever, the Transformers or, or a Disney film or whatever, that's why now I'm a scientist. I'm a doctor. I'm a, I'm a researcher. <laughs> I'm a teacher, uh, whatever. Um, and... Uh, you know, animated films and TV shows are are incredibly um, inspiring and life-changing to so many people. And then a lot of people going through difficult times in their lives, and and you work on something that 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 lifts them out of depression. So, it's what we do is significant in that regard. And then also working on a Disney feature, you know it's a big deal. Now, when you go in to record, I have to just forget about all that. You can't be thinking, oh, my God, this is important. Um, you know, there'll be yeah. millions and millions of people that you know, listening to every syllable. And it's like, well, then you can't perform. And so... I'd love to see it in another language. I don't know if either of you... I don't know how many languages it would. Or do they, do they do them in each of the countries? Uh, in each individual you know, country, but they and uh-huh. they used to actually fly out uh, Disney character voices uh, staff to supervise and, uh-huh. and make sure that the character, 
is sounds and feels just like the English language version. Well, as, as I was going to rant on a little bit, it's classic Disney feature animation, and Walt's directive, Walt Disney's directive, was he doesn't make children's entertainment or for any specific age group or audience. It's got to appeal to the whole family, to everyone of all ages mm-hmm. and and of all cultures, and that's that's why classic Disney animated features are beloved everywhere. And also, you say in the other languages, well, I understand that Walt had a rule uh, with his animators that it was, as he said, illusion of life, meaning not real life, but expressed in this art form of of animated drawings that you should be able in any Disney feature to turn off the soundtrack and just visually to understand and feel the whole story and, and know exactly what the characters are expressing and all the emotion and all the action so he wanted he wanted his feature his animated features to work as silent film when you look back right. at the film itself it's just one of those things you you really appreciate the time and effort that was put into creating the visual aspect of the beauty yeah, of atlantis you you appreciate <laughs> the work that goes into it and it's and it's it's wonderful to see um, Laura yeah. J has a question. She wants to know what you guys are working on at the moment. Um, are there any projects you can talk about? I'm growing tomatoes, uh, uh, different kinds of <laughs> cherry tomatoes, uh, early girl. Uh, I don't want to go on the list of tomatoes. Uh, zucchini. Yeah. So, uh, you know, with okay. the situation be- out there, that's what I'm beautiful doing. Beautiful marinara for the mustachos. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, let's see. What am I allowed to talk about? That's just it. Everything is NDAs, which I don't get. I don't understand it. It's like... I, I thought like, there was a drug. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's a drug for uh, lawyers and accountants. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're so worried about us giving away something. Now, of course, you don't want to be a plot spoiler, but I don't know. I, I I don't know how that is anything negative uh, as far as marketing a, a movie or, or or TV series. I would think uh, animated films would, would be a, a you know things that they can be done with you know where so many movies aren't going to be able to done you know where they can get people together on the set and that right uh, you know animated like you could do Atlantis. Yes, Don. Ooh, I like the way your brain works. Yes. (laughs) You know, and the animators work alone, too, so it's, you know, animation now. Yeah, you could just do voiceover at home. I know, Corey, you do that right now, too. That's right, yeah. Yeah, here here I am. Here I am at home (laughs) with one of my great microphones. uh, But it takes so long, you know. I mean, how long this movie took, you know, three years to put together because of the animation, right? Oh, yeah. Does that change, Corey, that they... Yeah. Yeah, and uh, really, I think seven or eight years from inception to yeah. finished product. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but the they, mostly it's because of the anima- animation that takes so long. Yeah, although they no, they usually they they'll spend two three years just just working on the story and the dialogue uh, before they even start um, experimenting. And uh, well, it was so fun, you know. You know, I can't say enough about uh, Don and Gary and Kurt how how great they were to work with. You know, it was really one of the most enjoyable projects I've ever worked on. You know, and a lot had to do with them. They were so positive and encouraging. You know, uh, really. All that old gang. Well, you know, it's funny that you mention Gary because he is our last question. So Gary Drowsdale, the director, has a question for both of you, which is, when this apocalypse is over, do you want to go out for a beer? (laughs) I say yes, absolutely. I'm ready now, you know. I'll I'll get a, what do they call it, those masks, uh, Welder, welder's mask, you know, to really super protection. <laughs> yes, yes. I'll, but yeah, I'll, look forward to that. Uh, I'll go over for some some whatever. Blueberry milkshake. CBD cocktail or something. That's more my speed. I do hope Disney does put together a a real true reunion for all of you guys because we, I I guess I'll I'll just speak on behalf of the fans who sent these questions and are on that group page and elsewhere, but we really do love the film and we love your work. It's, it's brought so many people such joy during such a sad portion. And, you know, a lot of us have been watching the film or researching about it or whatever. And, uh, you know, we, we love to share it with our friends and family. So we, we really want to thank you so much for all of your work on the film. And I do hope we get to see you guys together once again in person, because that would be quite the reunion. (laughs) Oh, that would be such a joy. I, uh, thank you. Thank you, Tammy, for, uh, you know, keeping this together. Uh, and really, we'll give a shout out to all our all our other everybody else uh, in the in the film. You know, as as I thought at the time, it's that old cliche, uh, never so true as with Atlantis. It was definitely before its time, and and that's uh, a perfect way to kind of end us out. Unless Corey, would you like to say a Moliere line to close us out? <laughs> Well, I don't know what he would talk about uh, regarding uh, the, the, the film, the uh, animation. It is, uh, <laughs> I just, uh, I just go back on, under, uh, under the floor <laughs> and, uh, and, and look at all of the minerals and things. I don't know from this, uh, uh, filmmaking. Uh, oh, uh. <laughs> I'm seeing Corey. I'm seeing more Peter Lorre in in the oh yeah, yeah in yeah. now. <laughs> you mentioned Peter Lorre. Did that uh, There's some Peter Lorre in his voice as well. Oh, absolutely. I know. Yeah. It was like a sign from God. I found myself that boom. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha.